When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, Josh Funger. He's the founder and CEO of WTS Enterprises. We're going to talk all about that. He's a faith-based business consulting coach and speaker. I'm really happy to have him on the show, showcase his brand, what his work, and I'm really excited about the conversation. So Josh, welcome. Hey, glad to be here, Chris. Yeah, and we connected through Podmatch and you know, you're um, out in Georgia, kind of talk about your backstory and how you came to do what you do. Yeah, so uh, the long story short is uh, I had a degree in architecture and kind of business development. And then uh, 2008, there was a crash that happened. I think most people are aware of that and had to kind of reinvent uh, what I was going to do as a career. And um, at that time, I also had a master's in business. And so what I ended up doing is switching to be a business consultant, which was uh, the opposite of what I wanted to do. I actually wrote uh, an essay about why you should not hire a business consultant. That's a bad idea. And uh, from both sides of the family, they were not uh, pro on business consultants, but that was the only job I could find. And I had a few kids at the time. And so, um, you know, through a lot of prayer and soul searching, that was where I ended up. Uh, and I ended up being a traveling consultant. So I'd fly from location to location to location to flooring stores. So... Uh-huh. There's about 3,000 corporate ones in Florida Americas. And so I would go to them and help them with inside sales and outside sales and financial projections and cultural redesigns and help them through bankruptcies and hiring, firing, you name it. That, that was kind of like the traveling consultant guy. And um, had a lot of success with that and really enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy the traveling. And I met a guy who um, named Sam Carpenter. The book he wrote, Work the System, uh, was instrumental in kind of shifting the way I did my own consulting because I realized that when I was fixing a company and uh, fixing, you know, hiring a new sales manager, or new processes, I would develop a way for them to do work and then I would leave. And then six months later, they'd be back to where they were before or a year later, they would have the same problems because some of their key management would leave, you know, they fall back in old habits. And I was like, well, this is, we're solving the same problem again. And I realized that um, I hadn't actually documented the systems to, um, institute this new reality into their business, this new process. And so um, the book worked the system and Sam Carpenter, he's a guy I met in uh, Bend, Oregon when I was living there. And um, he and I still interact to this day. He's uh, well retired, but the, but the point of his book is that if you see your world and you see your business and your life as uh, separate systems, you're able to you know, work the systems, which is the name of the book, Work the System. And when you work those systems, you're able to build a machine, in this case, a business, that can operate independent of you always being there. And so for him, in his book, it's about going from a 100-hour work week down to a two-hour work week and have his, in- his income go up 20 times. <clears throat> and still, to this day, he can operate his business and do quite well in it with only spending a- an hour to a month in the business. And uh, that book has taken off over the years. It's over 10 years old, the book. And I've been working with Sam for over 10 years. And what I do is take the methodology, the work the system methodology or WTS, and uh, help small business owners implement it so that they can mechanically 
make more in their business and they can mechanically work less in their business, which might mean they just work less hours or less responsibility or they do other projects or they retire or sell it. But um, uh, that's what I do as a coach and a consultant. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. And I love this idea of this. Um, uh, I'm actually going to check out the book on Audible after our conversation. Um, and uh, what's interesting is, you know, I, I was also a traveling consultant for two years and <laughs> I got burned out as well. I mean, it pays well, but you know, you're just constantly on the road. And so kind of talk about the core principles of the WTS method and how it transforms the way entrepreneurs approach their business. Yeah. So uh, the big, the big shift is uh, a mindset shift in terms of you being the business to the business being separate from you and having an outside and slightly elevated view about it. And so thinking more like an, owner and less like an employee in the business. And so that starts with a shift of mindset. The book talks about that. And then afterwards, it's about setting a clear direction and a clear strategy. We call it a strategic objective. And so I want people to not like they have to always be there at the business to, to babysit it and to direct it. If you have a strategic document that directs the business, then you and everyone else can conform to that. And then again, other leaders and managers and people in your company can, can grow it without you there. The second core component is operating principles. That's defining the culture. It's defining uh, decision-making guidelines. And with those principles in place, um, again, you are coalescing everybody around a common set of values and principles to make decisions and run the company so that they know what you know good is and what a good decision is. They are the principles that will define it. And then the next component is that they need to actually document the separate systems that make up their business. So if you have a way to answer the phone or answer the door or, you know, do the adjustment if you're a chiropractor or whatever it might be, um, no matter what you do in the business, there needs to actually be a way to do that. And you want to define what the right way is to do that. And once you, once you do do that, then you can um, onboard and hire and train and cross train and grow your company and, and have accountability and management and measurements and speed and efficiency all built into the different aspects of your company. But until you're willing to go to that level, <clears throat> everyone's bringing their own version of the best way and they're all doing it differently and you have variability, uh, confusion, friction, chaos, inefficiency. And um, that's how most companies are. And they reach a, a certain point where they don't grow anymore because the dysfunction has matched the tolerance level of the owner <laughs> and so the owner is like, you know what? I can wear this many hats. I can work this many hours. And so my company's never really going to get any bigger than this because I can't handle any more fires and chaos and dysfunction. So they they kind of they kind of plateau. And most companies do this. They they plateau at a certain size, whether that's you know uh, half million in revenue or two million in revenue, kind of in this range where they have a few people. Maybe they have ten employees, but they they reach a, a breaking point where they're just like, you know what? I, I'm I don't have the infrastructure in my company, you know, the strategy, the culture and the processes to go any further. And that's when people really, you know, buy into our methodology because they say, you know what, I, I, I don't want to be a slave to my own company and I do want to do more in this business. I have all these ideas, all these things I want for the future, for my family, but I just can't do it because I'm stuck in this business and I don't know why. And so those are my kind of my ideal clients is they've reached that point uh, where they've plateaued and they, they know they need to, to shift their model. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, um, you know, kind of adding on to, you know, what you were talking about is, um, you know, 
what you're doing is a business performance architect. What is the most common challenge you see in small businesses and how does the WTS method address it? Yeah, uh, the most common problem is the owner is stuck in the day-to-day. And what I do in my work is to free the owner from the day-to-day as much as humanly possible, You know, buy them back five, 10, 20 hours a week back in their life so that they can start to architect their own business, right? Instead of being reactionary, they can have some time to step back and actually build the future that they want. You know, instead of just taking the work that comes their way, they can be strategic about how they attract the right work, how they curate the right work, how they do the right work, so they get the right result, and then they have control over what comes in and what goes out, and they have control over how people do what they do. And this control is a good thing because you actually have um, standards that you can set and meet them. And so I would say that the, the biggest initial problem with my clientele is that the owners have reached the, the maximum amount of effort they can put in, you know, depending on their capacity, and they don't have a way out. And they might free up a half hour here or work late some evening or try to work the weekend a little bit here and there to catch up, but they don't have the capacity they need to take that business to the you know, proverbial next letter and so uh, next level. So what I do is I really try to um, work with the owner on building that freedom first. And they don't typically use it to go on much of vacations, which some do, but they they typically reinvest that capacity of time and money back into their business because they know there's a multiplier effect um, because most owners aren't acting as owners. They're acting as <clears throat> very busy employees doing all sorts of stuff. And so they're, they're kind of running companies that have no owners. There, there is no company that has vision. There is no company where the, where the owner is actually looking uh, three months, six months, two years, five years ahead. They're looking today at what's happening and that's what they're doing. And that's, that's where they're kind of missing the mark. And I love this idea of this um, systems uh, mentality. The other question that plagues business owners a lot of is a yo-yo business. And um, kind of describe what is a yo-yo business and what advice would you give to entrepreneurs looking to break free from this cycle? Yeah, well, definitely. So and I've kind of touched on it before, but the idea of a yo-yo business, and I was trying to explain this to another podcast I was years ago and it just, it just stuck, is that their company is attached to a string. As in, they might be, they might go down, they might go up, but they've, they've hit a level where they're not going any further. <clears throat> so they go from, um, gosh, we're going down, our sales are low, cash flow is low, we've got to do something. So immediately, <laughs> it's owner gets into sales mode, generating new leads, generating new traffic, calling, following up, getting customers come back in, getting them to pay early. And then all of a sudden, whoa, it's like, hey, cash is coming back in and we're busy. We are really busy. We've got to handle all this work. How are we going to handle all this work? <laughs> and the owner goes into, oh, I, I, I'll get in there. I'll roll up my sleeves. I'll drive to the job sites. I'll handle the patients. You know, whatever it is, they'll, they'll, they'll work the extra load because no one else will and they don't have time to hire. So now they go into delivery mode uh, or fulfillment mode and they'll do that for a while. <clears throat> and then they'll be like, okay, I, have, I see some light in the tunnel. There's no more clients coming in. Got to slow down a little bit, catch my breath. They do that and it starts going down again, right? They start having issues with, uh, hey, we need to make some sales. Like we got to pay for these employees and they go back into salesmen. So they kind of go back from feast or famine again and again and again. And you can look at their numbers and their financials and you can see like this company kind of, they grew, 
and eventually they hit their plateau point and then they became a yo-yo business. They kind of just fluctuated with some good years, some bad years. I don't know, 3% growth every year, not really going anywhere. And, but they're just kind of staying the same. And the, when the owner puts a lot of effort in, they kind of go up for a while. When the owner has to take a little bit of break for family and rejuvenation, they go back down and it just stays a yo-yo. And uh, that, that company is very difficult for the owner to ever sell, uh, very difficult to retire, very difficult, difficult to get any passive income. And, um, you know, ultimately it's, it's, uh, it's static, right? Uh, I feel like you're going somewhere, but you're not. And I try to let them know that if you do put this infrastructure into place uh, where you see your business as a business, not as you, as an employee, uh, you're going to have the strategy and the principles and the procedures that allow you to generate that extra profitability and quality and yeah. also allow you to grow a team to do the work without just you doing the work. Yeah. I, and I love this idea, this system mindset, um, kind of free yourself from your business, work on the business rather than working in the business. And now you have software, AI, you can hire people. Um, so one thing that also stood out to me is your background in architecture and MBA how has it influenced your approach to business consulting and coaching? Yeah, I think that uh, the way it has affected me is that I'm um, more strategic, right? Um, less reactionary. I would rather develop um, and design a solution to a problem that's going to endure the test of time and last um, as opposed to just react and let's just do what's right in front of our face. And I'm kind of more long-term thinking and more long-term planning and more about the infrastructure that's going to lead to the result, not just, Hey, there's the result. Let's just go, go do it. Right. So I would say that I'm uh, less of a motivational speaker, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to get you fired up for a game day, um, mm -hmm. but I might be able to build the plan and the structure and the processes so that you're going to win on game day. Right. But that, requires you to be more of a strategic longer term thinker than just hey we need the guys to give us the the emotional speech and get us to shed some tears and, and go out on game day which is also important just it's just not what i do and then you know as we kind of end this conversation um, for someone new to the work the system method what would be the first step you recommend to start making more and working less and uh, you know what resources can you offer i know i see a lot of um uh, books in the background um you know places where people can get started. Sure. I mean, the first place I would say is go to WTSenterprises.com. Uh, if you're there, and if you're watching some video, you can get a summary of this book. Um, this book is in its fourth edition, Work the System. It's a great book. Um, it has changed thousands of people's lives. So uh, I always say, hey, start there. If you like this concept, you like this idea, you like what I'm talking about, um, yeah, I've got um, programs there. I do coaching. I do consulting. And that's really what my... My goal is in life is to help busy entrepreneurs, busy business owners, busy managers uh, get free from the day to day. And uh, we just take them through a series of, of programs that will make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And then, um, you know, kind of how can people follow you, check out your work, your website, follow you on social media, et cetera. Sure. The best place would be the website, WTSenterprises.com. Uh, we do do a little bit on social media, but it's not really our platform um we don't really spend a lot of time there i do have my own podcast and i'm sure if you google my name you'd find i'm on a hundred other podcasts like this <laughs> um but uh that's really our, our main thing is website and working with clients and um uh 
we I'd say that Sam Carpenter and I are not the uh, the flashiest people on social media. So if you go there, um, <laughs> there's gonna be probably more more fun places to go than than our place. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, for all the audience out there, um, let's thank for a wonderful conversation, and uh, be sure to check out. Uh, all the links and resources they'll be in the show notes and with that thanks so much for coming on to the podcast hey thanks for